Hello, I'm Wendy McGee. Welcome to the Round Trip Podcast. At 55, I jumped on an early retirement package, hopped on my Can-Am Spider, and drove across Canada alone. I was jobless and homeless. The great news is that along the way, I found my way back to myself, and I realized that I had everything that I needed already inside of me, which led to the name Round Trip. Join me on my journey as I finally show up as my authentic self. It's possible to step out of your comfort zone and learn how to experience independence and joy. And you can do all of this without running away. Waking up on September 4th in the back of an SUV around 5.30 a.m. was a little chilly. I swear that I was warmer in a tent in the same gear at those temperatures, possibly because the small space trapped more of the heat. I'll have to look into that. In any case, I was up and at him before 6 a.m. and the clear sky greeted me with some lovely sunrise shots. It didn't take long to get moving as I wanted to warm up and find a bathroom somewhere. I managed to drive a few minutes east to what the location services on my phone called Earnfold and watch the sun rise over a crest. I even shot video on my iPhone. And yes, this is Saskatchewan, often saddled with the reputation of being flat and boring. Not so. A little further east, I came across Chaplin, and wanted to take a closer look. As the sun and the temperatures rose, this area is a sight to behold with exposed salt deposits adjacent to a building housing a nature center. I stopped long enough to get a picture of the Welcome to Chaplin, Salt of the Earth sign in 2019, but investigated a little further on this trip. There was a raised wooden platform, like the one at Reed Lake that allows a view of the salt deposits. It actually made me cold to look at them because it looks so much like snow. Chaplin is a very small town. According to the Magic Box, the main industries of Chaplin are Saskatchewan Minerals and farming slash ranching. Chaplin consists of eight streets, two crescents, and four avenues, including the avenue on the other side of the train tracks. That's very specific for Wikipedia. There's also a grain elevator in Chaplin, which I learned about only after I left. After Chaplin, it was off to Moose Jaw. Did you know that residents are referred to as Moose Javians? I did not. Historically, according to Wikipedia, the Cree and Assiniboian people used what is now Moose Jaw as a place to live during the winter. The landscape of the Missouri Coteau, which is a section of the land known for its poor agricultural conditions, offered warm breezes to the Moose Jaw area. An abundance of water and game made it ideal for settlement. It was indigenous fur traders and Métis buffalo hunters that created the first settlement. It was permanent. Moose Jaw is famous for their tunnel tours. There's some question as to whether or not these stories are factual or urban legend. According to the site CanadaHistory.ca, rumors have been circulating for generations. According to one story, the tunnels were started by Chinese rail workers about 1908, after several members of their group were attacked and killed at the CPR yards. The Chinese moved underground and lived there for years. Later, during Prohibition, bootleggers took over the network of passages. Some stories even claim that Al Capone was a frequent visitor to the city, going about his secret business under the streets of Moose Jaw. Much of these stories are unsubstantiated, and these current tunnels were apparently built to house the tourist attractions, but it does paint an interesting picture and one that certainly has me wondering about our history. And some residents believe that the real tunnels are yet undiscovered. I wanted to revisit Mac the Moose and the Snowbird, located on Diefenbaker Drive. I presume named after our 13 Prime Minister, John Diefenbaker. He was actually born in Ontario and migrated as a small boy to the portion of the Northwest Territories that would become Saskatchewan. He was a criminal defense lawyer. 
Hmm, I wonder if he ever met Al Capone. They would have been alive at the same time as the famous mobster was just five years younger than our Prime Minister. There's also a Snowbird Tudor jet on display near Mac. The Snowbirds, of course, are the military acrobatics flight demonstration team of the Royal Canadian Air Force. The team is based at 15 Wing Moose Jaw, near Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. The Snowbirds' official purpose is to demonstrate the skill, professionalism, and teamwork of the Canadian Forces personnel. I took the time to get some video footage and dropped the clip up on YouTube if you're interested. They're just unedited pictures around Mac and the jet. I apologize for the snoring again. My dog is in the background. My final trip down memory lane in Saskatchewan would be a peak at a couple of grain elevators. I came across one in Grenfell, and at the recommendation of my cousin-in-law, rooted out the one in Mooseman, which I had missed on my first trip to town. I guess it was like I camped out at the Tim Hortons for a couple of snack breaks and didn't really look around. I got quite a few pictures, and the second one has a large wooden addition on the west side. I really love these structures. There's something about fading wood and paint that makes me curious about what life was like, who lived there, and what were they like. My imagination likely offers a romanticized picture, but people would have put their blood, sweat, and tears into making a life, and I think that's worth remembering. What memories are important to you? What things are worth holding on to? For listening. My name is Wendy, and remember to laugh. L A F. Love, act, and be fearless. If you get the chance and you have the means, please pick up a copy of my book. It's called Round Trip How I Found Myself on Three Wheels. It's available on Amazon, or you can reach out to me for a signed copy if you prefer. Send an email to roundtrip at wendymcgee.ca. Have a great week. We'll talk next time.